Welcome to another Pillar Tax Podcast. We're really beginning to get the reach out there. We're on more and more platforms. I think we added like another 10 or 12 different podcast platforms. So whatever your favorite podcast platform is, hey, if you're hearing Dan and I today, congratulations on tapping in to some of the greatest tax information you're ever going to get when it comes to all things taxes. I got Mr. Dan Pillar with us today, considered the nation's top tax expert by many people, Associated Press, Wall Street Journal, on and on and on. Dan, you wrote an article in July of this year, 2023, time of this recording. And on page five of that article, you start diving in about a particular court case that happened regarding cryptocurrency. So we're having this show featured on cryptocurrency and making sure that everybody's aware of the tax consequences with cryptocurrency. So Dan, let's talk about cryptocurrency here. It says, now I got some questions I wrote down. People are told crypto trades are private. However, can the IRS get access to the trade history there? Well, this, this is, this is the greatest, the greatest scam in, in, you know, probably in the 21st century so far, uh, you know, the, the, the people continue to believe Jay that all of their crypto trades are private that the government's not going to get access to them. Nobody can get access to them. Uh, an ex-spouse or, or, or an aggrieved uh, employer or employee can't get access to them. And it's simply not true. I mean, these trades are all recorded. They're all on. They're all on uh, on uh, recording devices. You know, of 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 every computer imaginable, right? And so, what this case was all about was the Internal Revenue Service using its canvas abilities it's got the authority under law to canvas jay to throw a dragnet out yeah investigate based on general very broad very vague allegations and they've got the authority to issue what's called an administrative summons to an organization a bank in this case to a uh to a, uh, a currency exchange service, a cryptocurrency exchange service called Kraken. Uh, the company is Payward Ventures is the name of the company. Uh, and, and the IRS issued a summons. It's called a John Doe summons. So they don't even know who they're looking for, Jay. This wow. is how big the summons authority is. And the Internal Revenue Code gives the IRS the authority to do this and the courts enforce it. And so if they have a suspicion, for example, in this particular case, their suspicion is that United States citizens are trading in crypto, they're, they're incurring uh, gains based on their crypto trades, they're earning income based on their crypto trades, and the Internal Revenue Service wants information about those trades and that income. And so as vague as that is, they issue this summons against Payward Ventures, uh, that operates this this uh, program, this this company called Kraken, which is a cryptocurrency trading house, right? It's a clearing center. So they got thousands and thousands and thousands of clients. And the IRS says, we want to know who all the U.S. clients are. We want to know all of your clients that are U.S. citizens. And, uh, and of course, to sign up for this service through Payward Ventures to get the Kraken service, you got to give your name, your address, your social security. You got to give all this stuff, right? Uh, yeah. So they have all that information. It's and called so the KYC, right? The know your customer. 
Yeah, oh, oh, exactly right. They have to do that as well. They have they have to a, a citizen that that opens up a Kraken account has to provide proof of residence, and for U.S. citizens, they have to provide a taxpayer identification number, and they have to provide a photo, a photograph of themselves, and they have to complete the Know Your Customer questionnaire, which a lot of banks are using, most banks are using now. Who is there? Who, who are these people? Where is the money coming from? And so on. So this is a wealth of information for the IRS when it comes to enforcement of the tax code with respect to crypto cryptocurrency trades. So people cannot make the mistake of believing, Jay, that your crypto transactions are private or secret. They are not. The IRS will get access to these things. They can get access to them and they will get access to them. And, and, and the, uh, the summons that was issued by the IRS against Kraken uh, was enforced by a federal court in July which is why I wrote the article. And this explains exactly what the IRS got from Kraken, from uh, Payward Ventures, uh, exactly what information they got from him. And I explain exactly how the IRS is going to use that information. Wow. So Dan, talking about this crypto thing, and now you're kind of leading up to it. I've got another question that says, is crypto compliance an area of major concern for the IRS? In other words, is this really that big of a deal? It's a huge deal, Jay. It, it, and I'll tell you how big a deal it is. Uh, you know, the, the IRS got uh, got uh, about an $80 billion infusion of revenue into their right. into their coffers here a year ago, right? We, we've been talking about that on and off for, for quite a while. So $80 billion, they want to hire roughly 82,000 more IRS employees spread over the next 10 years. And they're going to focus, they're going to focus 90% of that revenue, Jay, 90% of that revenue is going to be focused on enforcement. The IRS issued a plan last summer, which I've talked about. About at length their their strategic operating plan and how they're going to do that and crypto enforcement is on the top of the list right wow. so they 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 believe that there's tens of millions of people in the united states that are trading in crypto and they're probably right about that there's probably tens of millions of people in the united states that are trading crypto and the irs believes that almost every one of those people and they might be right about this also almost every one of those people do not understand the tax consequences of those trades and they're not reporting their crypto income properly. So it's a huge priority for them, Jay. They're spending tens of, of, of millions of dollars on enforcement for this. They're using their dragnet to go out and find people and they're assigning these folks for, for at least civil audit, if not criminal investigation. Wow. And in fact, last week, just last week, the IRS issued a report from its criminal investigation division that talked about the significant uptick in crypto cases that they've been working on. So if you're a big dollar crypto guy, you know, if you're a small dollar crypto guy, you got to worry about you got to worry about a tax bill. Right. The IRS saying, hey, you didn't report uh, your 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 crypto trades. You know, you owe us two, three, four, eight thousand dollars, whatever the number is. But if you're a huge crypto guy trading uh tens of thousands or millions of dollars in, in, in crypto, uh, you might be facing a criminal investigation, potential prosecution if you don't handle your crypto properly. So it is a huge deal for the IRS. Make no mistake about that. So what do people need to know to stay in compliance then, Dan? Well, there's a couple of things, Jay. First of all, cryptocurrency is treated as property, all right? So let's talk right. about how the IRS looks at that in the context of tax liability. First of all, if you get paid if you get paid in crypto for your goods and services, 
that crypto is income to you no different than if you got paid dollars. Okay. So if you charge, let, let's say you're let's say you're an attorney or an accountant or a consultant, right? Business accountant. Right. Somebody comes in, says, says, uh, you know, Mr. Smith, Mrs. Jones, how much for your services? And you say, Well, I charge uh, I charge a thousand dollars for my evaluation and initial plan. And they say, Okay, fine. I've got uh, two crypto coins worth five hundred dollars a piece. I'll give you those coins. And the consultant says, Yeah, that's good. I'll take that for payment. That thousand dollars worth of crypto that you received is income just as if it were u.s dollars jay it's okay. no different all right so getting paid wages or salary is crypto is is income to the person who receives it now if, if you're an employer right some employers are, are giving their their employees cryptocurrency okay. right so when you're an employer and you pay an employee in cryptocurrency then that has to be reported there has to be wage withholding done on it. And there has to be the Social Security and Medicare and unemployment tax obligations charged on that payment. So whether you receive the cryptocurrency as wages or you're an employer and you pay the cryptocurrency as wages, that is taxable, just like paying U.S. dollars. It's no different. It's no different. Um, so so this, is, this is very important. Now, um, if you... If you receive crypto in exchange for goods, if you're trading crypto okay. for goods, all right, that also has a taxable consequence to it based on the amount of money that you've got invested in the goods, right? So if you if you trade a thousand dollars worth of crypto for eight hundred dollars worth of worth of uh, uh, goods uh, products that you have, and you've got eight hundred dollars invested in those products, you trade it for ten for a thousand dollars in crypto. That's two hundred dollars worth of gain that you've Ooh. incurred on that transaction, and you have to pay the tax on that. Now, the biggest thing, Jay, that is going to blindside people, particularly young people that are trading in crypto, as I said, uh, I, I may have said, I sh I'll say it now: crypto is treated just like any other property. Correct. As far as the IRS is concerned, a crypto uh, currency is just like a share of stock. So if you let's say you got ten dollars invested in this uh, cryptocurrency over here, uh, whatever it's called, and you sell that currency for for twelve dollars, you got a two dollar capital gain on that transaction. Right now, it could be a long term, could be short term, depends on how long you've held it. But there right. is a capital gain on that transaction. Now, if you've got ten dollars invested in a crypto coin and you sell it for eight dollars you've got a $2 capital loss. Again, it may be short-term, maybe long-term, but you've got a loss there that has to be reported, all right? So okay. this is property traded just like any other share of stock. So you think of it like an IBM stock or a 3M stock, it doesn't make any difference. All of these things are treated the same way. Now, when you trade that appreciated crypto for goods and services, then you, you will incur a capital gain tax okay. liability on that trade. Now, here's where it's going to blindside people, Jay. Okay. Okay. There are retail merchants out there that are now accepting cryptocurrency in exchange for purchasing goods. You can go, you can go to a fast food restaurant, Jay, and use your crypto wallet to pay for your hamburger, right? Right. So you walk into a, you walk into a, uh, into a, uh, a fast food restaurant, 
you use your crypto wallet to pay for $12 worth of food, you've okay. sold off, you know, let's just say one tenth of a crypto coin. You now have potential capital gain okay. on that transaction because you sold an appreciated crypto coin in exchange for a hamburger at fair market value. And now you got to do the calculation on that transaction, Jay, and figure yeah. out how much, how much to report on your tax return as capital gain for getting a hamburger in exchange for your crypto coin. I'm telling you, Jay, there's nobody under 30 years of age out there that knows this, that's going to understand what the consequences of these trades are. This is a this is a significant problem that is going to arise for tens of millions of Americans. And we need we need to know how to do it. Got to know how to do it. See, that's why people got to get this information, Dan. Have to get this information. One last question before we get out of here. This is a rocking uh, episode. What are people missing? You know, okay, we've talked, you talked high. Is there any like things that people are missing when it comes to crypto? Crypto, you talked about getting blindsided, but overall, do you think there's some big thing that people are missing about crypto? Well, what they're missing is the concept, Jay. And the concept, the okay. legal concept that drives our tax system is our, our tax system is based on income, all right? Income is the base. Okay. And the courts have ruled, and this has been the this has been the consistent court ruling since 1913 when the income tax came into being with the 16th Amendment. The courts have consistently ruled that income is any accession to wealth. Any accession to wealth that you realize over the course of the year is subject to an income tax liability unless it's specifically exempted by Congress. For example, you go out and you earn wages, that's an accession to wealth. You trade in property and make a profit, that's an accession to wealth. Those things constitute taxable income. Now, you could also say that if somebody gives you a gift, that's an accession to wealth as well. Right. Somebody gives you 10 grand. Well, that's 10 grand you didn't have yesterday. It's 10 grand you have today. You've increased your wealth. Right. Well, except that gifts are specifically excluded from taxable income by an act of Congress. So the rule is that unless it's specifically exempted by Congress, every accession to wealth constitutes income subject to taxability, required to be reported on a tax return, required in the tax required to be paid on time. So what people aren't grasping, Jay, is that trading in this phantom currency, this digital currency, which you can't see or touch, it's just numbers on a screen. Right. People that are trading in that don't wrap their heads around the idea that this constitutes an accession to wealth. To the extent that you can trade that cryptocurrency for either U.S. dollars or Swiss francs, for that matter, any currency in the world or for goods and services. I can take my crypto to the hamburger store and buy lunch, or I can take my crypto to my CPA and, and pay for my tax return preparation services. All right. To the extent that that's traded in the marketplace at a fixed value that's determined in the marketplace, and I can recover fees, um, I can recover goods and services as a result of that trade. That's an accession to wealth, Jay, and it has to be reported on the tax return and you got to pay the tax on it. And this is where people don't wrap their heads around this big picture. The bottom line, Dan, is cryptocurrency is money. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's, it's, it's more money. accurately, Jay, more accurately, it's property. All right. It's property, property that can be exchanged for goods or services or can be exchanged for U.S. dollars, which is money. And that's where the taxable transaction comes into play.
And y'all share this episode. Share it, share it, share it with everybody you know. Make sure you subscribe to the platform, to the podcast, whatever your favorite platform is. Get over to PillarTaxAcademy.com. Get yourself educated. If you're a small business owner, especially if you're a small business owner, take the small business mastery course. That way you're on another level and you get to write it off. Don't they get to write that off, man? Absolutely. Absolutely. Any expense that you incur, Jay, as a business owner, any expense that you incur for the purposes of earning income, including expenses associated with understanding tax compliance and, and, and fulfilling your obligations for tax compliance are a business expense and they're tax deductible. Unbelievably awesome. Dan, any other things? You got any things upcoming that people need to know about that's going on in your world? Well, we're doing our cast, what, once or twice a week here now, Jay, so we got to keep up with that. And uh, watch my newsletter, Pillow Talks Taxes. I've got this kind of information in every single one of my newsletters 10 times a year, Jay. The letter comes out. And uh, the, the most recent newsletter, I did a, a deep dive analysis on how to stay away from IRS wage levies and what to do if the IRS does levy a paycheck. So every year, just to, just to show you the significance of this, every year there's about three and a half million people that can't pay their taxes on time that now run the risk of levies and seizures by, by the IRS, paycheck levies, bank account levies, and so on. If you're one of those people, don't allow the IRS to seize your paycheck or bank account. Get this information. It's going to help you. That's awesome, man. Another episode that was awesome. Dan, way to go. We'll catch everybody back here for the next episode. Everyone have a great day. Take care. Ciao.